Brittany Hoffman. Welcome to Shifting Gears. This is the Valley Metro internal podcast talking all things transit, transportation, and everything you need to know about the agency, behind the scenes, and some upfront stuff you might not know about. Welcome back to another episode of Shifting Gears. This is a big episode. This is a debut episode for two new Valley Metro employees, which I am very excited for you to be learning about today on this episode. And our first new employee is from the communications team. This is Juliana Vasquez-Keating. Hi, Brittany. I'm so happy to be here. Hi, Juliana. Now, I had the fortunate opportunity to work with you at a previous job, but can you tell us how you made it here to Valley Metro? Well, I met Brittany back in my TV news days. I spent 10 years in TV news, nine of those here in Phoenix, working at Fox 10, which is where I met Brittany, and I discovered what a wonderful person she is. And I ended up in corporate communications and PR when I left news in 2021, and I was looking for a change, and I decided to join Valley Metro and learn all there is about public transit. Well, get excited, Juliana, because that's what I said after I got out of TV news. I'm just going to jump in transit. And here I am five years later, and it's just hooked. I'm just hooked. So get excited. Transit is so exciting. There's new things to learn every day about our system. And I'm sure you're learning a lot because you have two big projects you're working on right now, right? Yes. Right now I'm working on the Northwest Phase two extension opening, that's going to be a big celebration because it also includes our first elevated light rail station. That's going to happen in early 2024, I believe in January. I'm also working on the South Central Downtown Hub extension. That's going to be huge. You might have seen the Downtown Hub. There's a lot of work going on, but that's going to be our biggest rail extension. I think since the start of the light rail, it's going to go south on Central. And we are looking at an opening mid-2025. That is so exciting. So you're just getting thrown right in. You are going to learn all about rail, all about construction projects. But what do you like to do outside of work? I'm kind of working on getting hobbies of my own because for the past eight years, I've been raising kids. That takes up most of my time. I have two boys, age four and eight. So they kind of keep me really busy outside of work. But I do like to exercise. I like to hike when it's not 100 degrees outside. That's been the past month. (laughs) Exactly. So we're not hiking till maybe November at -hmm. this point. But I love getting outdoors. I love, you know, spending time with my kids. I love trying new restaurants, huge foodie. And I know there's a lot of restaurants downtown that I want to try now that I'm here. Awesome. Well, I'm sure some of you have already met Juliana, but obviously she's up on the 14th floor with the comms team. So stop by, say hi. We're always here. Looking forward to meeting all of you. So we've learned a little bit about Juliana, and now we're going to learn about one of our new executive leadership team members and hear how she's having her second go around at the agency. My name is Melissa Boyles, and my title is Chief of Staff. So you've said you're a self-proclaimed transportation geek. Can you explain your background in transit? Absolutely, I would love to. I was actually loaned to the equivalent of Valley Metro back in 1998. That makes me sound very old, but I was working for a firm that was doing a study and they had a public involvement person that was asked to leave the project. And Wolf Grote, who I think some of you guys know, 
was the project manager at the time. He was leading the study, the major investment study, which is now called an alternatives analysis for our now fully functioning, wonderful light rail system. And the guys that borrowed me from my then department, I was working in the land development department. They said, just come and be nice to our client. We're going to find a permanent replacement. And Wolf liked me so much that they kept me. And that was my start of my career in transportation. I got to see from the very, very beginning, a major investment study, right? So planning to design, to construction, to commissioning and startup of a light rail system. And then in the process of going through that, I got to see how high capacity transit interacts with other modes of transportation, including vehicular travel, right? So if you're just driving your car, you're still positively impacted by public transportation. And I also got to see and learn about some of our federal programs related to fostering what we now think of in terms of diversity, equity, and inclusion. The time I was really focused on our disadvantaged business program. So I got to see how investments in transportation could also be transformational for small businesses and that legacy of positive socioeconomic change that we make through what we do. And I have always just been hooked. Like there's not one part of our transportation network, if you will, that I'm not just completely fascinated by. So I am definitely a geek. (laughs) So you accidentally fell into kind of the transit world and you just stayed there? Absolutely. I got loaned and I was nice and they were like, you're actually pretty good at what you do. So we're going to keep you. (laughs) That's always nice. So here's the million dollar question. What led to your decision to join Valley Metro? So I left Valley Metro the first time. I left Valley Metro um, towards the end of 2009, worked with the state DOT for a time, managing their external civil rights programs as a civil rights director, and then went into the private sector for about 12 years. And honestly, when I saw the change in leadership at Valley Metro when Jessica came on board, I was very excited about her vision and her background that is very much focused on equity and investing in communities. And the more I listened to her speak publicly and and learned about what she wanted to do with the organization, the more I wanted to be a part of the team. This opportunity related to working directly for her came up and I threw my hat in the ring and It was funny because I shot her an email when I applied and I said, you know, whether I'm the right fit or not, you've got a lot of people supporting you and I would love to support you either inside the organization or out. And before you know it, I was invited to become part of the organization. We're very glad to have you back. Thank you. You have all that institutional knowledge. You saw the light rail from nothing to what it is today and as it has grown throughout the valley. Now that you're here, back in the organization, what are your goals as Chief of Staff? I am so excited about a lot of the things that we're talking about doing. As Chief of Staff, 
one, I feel like it's a huge honor and privilege to work with Jessica and the rest of the executive team. We have fantastic leaders at really at every level of the organization. So there are a lot of things that are exciting that we're looking at, but the things that I'm most excited about involve in investing in and developing people. So not only our internal teams, we're looking at things like wellness programs, diversity, equity, and inclusion, mentorship programs, enhancing some of our training activities, that kind of thing, but also in working with the community, right? So how do we leverage some of these equity elements of the Infrastructure Investment and Jobs Act, where now the more we're creating opportunities for socioeconomic opportunities, I would guess you put it that way, the more competitive we are for grant funding. So we can further leverage what we're doing to invest in improving transportation options to help the communities that are adjacent to those options. And that is just incredibly exciting to me. So you've been around Valley Metro for a while. What's one of the most memorable projects or experiences you've had while being here? I would say back, thinking back, it would be in December 2008 and the opening of the system. I remember we were commissioning and getting ready to start up and all of that. But for me, I, at the time, I was the Disadvantaged Business Enterprise Program Manager. So I had been working with all of these small women and minority-owned businesses for several years. And the program really was transformational for those businesses. I went to an event and I received an award for working with the community or something. And I was kind of sad, at, you know, thinking that the we were done with that first part. I knew that we had expansion and, and things like that that we were looking at. But a gentleman pulled me aside and he said, you need to look around this room and recognize that the program that you have been managing has put some of these people's children through college it's enabled them to have homes, it's enabled them to create more jobs for people. And we decided that we were gonna do a celebration, right? So we did a series of professional photo shoots with every single contract that was a part of the system, including one that was, then it was called the Bank One Ballpark, but it was right in front of the ballpark. And it was so funny because I had to approach the then CEO, Rick Simonetta, and ask him if we could shut down part of downtown and I could borrow a train. <laughs> so, oh my God, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah. So I had my, here are the reasons Rick is going to say no, and here are the things that I'm going to tell him to make him say yes. And about the time we got through about the fifth objection, I should say, so about the time we got to the fifth objection, Rick looks at me and he's kind of rolled his eyes and he's like, dare I say no to you? Just, just go do it. You've obviously already figured this out. So I have this awesome picture of this big group of DBEs in, with a train in the background in front of the ballpark. And it's like one of my favorite memories from opening the system. Hey, and you got it on camera. That's even better. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that story in and of itself just explains why you are so passionate about getting back to the community, the roots level through this new role. And I think that that's going to be a huge asset for us here at Valley Metro. So I'm very excited to see what comes of that and those next steps. 
I would say be on the lookout if you are employees and want to get involved because Melissa's going to be looking for some people. (laughs) Very true. Very true. (laughs) So shifting gears a little bit, you have a life outside of work. What are some things you like to do for fun? I would say at the risk of angering my son, I do have a son. I have a grown son. I have two grandchildren, James and Lily. But I guess the things that I enjoy the most are spending time with my grandkids and spending time with my dogs. Everybody who knows me knows I'm a huge dog person. So Jasper and Zizu are sort of the center of my little universe. And then James and Lily get to hang out sometimes too. <laughs> so You can't go wrong with dogs, babies, and transit. <laughs> oh my gosh, I know. I cannot wait until I have an opportunity to take them out on the system Every time they call me Gigi and every time I see them, they're like, Gigi, do you drive the trains? (laughs) I'm like, no, I'm not lucky enough to drive the trains, but we can go check it out if you want. (laughs) Have you taken them on the rail yet? I have not. I haven't since I started. I don't get to see them as often as I would like. I see them a couple times a month. So I'm just a couple months into joining, rejoining Valley Metro. So they'll be coming out on it with me very soon though. That'll be an experience. So here's another question. If you could travel back in time and give one piece of advice to your younger self, what would it be? When I first became the DBE program manager, our director of operations was Joe Marie. And I was kind of struggling a little bit, trying to be what I thought the role was expecting. You know, like I needed to fit in as a manager. And Joe took me to lunch one day and basically gave me this wonderful pep talk about how I was hired for that position because of who I am, not because they wanted me to be something different. Joe was not my supervisor. He was just someone who cared enough to reach out and mentor me. So that would be the advice that I would give my younger self would be, it's okay to be authentically you and to show up authentically as yourself, as colorful and as exuberant and, you know, as I can be. I think that's something that I've learned to embrace over time. Um, But that would be the advice I would give my younger self. Love that. Yeah. Juliana, one of my favorite things about the agency is there are so many people with institutional knowledge. Like you can go, I know our boss, Susan Tierney, has been here forever. She knows everything about the bus and the rail and just so many people knowing about the light rail from the beginning back in 2008. So I know we're in good hands with Melissa being back on board. Yeah, she's got background with the very beginning of the light rail. She was with Valley Metro when it opened, and she made her way back to us, and we're excited to have her back. So on this episode, you heard from Melissa, and we're excited because in some of the upcoming episodes, we're going to hear from some of our newest members of the executive leadership team and what they have in store now that they're taking on their new roles. So don't miss an episode of Shifting Ears. Make sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. For Valley Metro, I'm Juliana. I'm Brittany. Thanks for riding with us. We'll meet you at the next stop. Shifting Ears is produced by Alex Sosos. Peter Corkery is the executive producer. I'm Brittany Hoffman. Thanks for listening.